A man become preeminent, he is expected to have enthusiasms. 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 What am I? What draws my admiration? What is that which gives me joy? Baseball. Alrighty, folks, welcome back to the Poor Hater Podcast. This is Rob D, the Dead Poor Hater, coming at you with another main event NFBC player movement podcast with my man, Mr. Todd Whitestone from the SPStreamer.com. If anyone has been following Todd's work on SPStreamer.com, you get a free article every Monday, as, as well as all the other wonderful work at SPStreamer.com. But Todd writes about the NFBC main event, the FAB standings. Um, overall standings, he's now starting to dive into some specific league to tag along on some couple of, uh, you know, races to down the finish. Um, he does a real good job of that. He's enthusiastic about showcasing all the players who are doing well and all the wonderful um, talent that we have out there in terms of the fantasy players as well as the analysts out there in the fantasy baseball world who are showing their prowess as well on the main event stage. So it's really cool. Uh, I suggest anyone to head over there and check it out. Um, Todd does a great job, and um, yeah, we just get into some of the fabs and player movement, and uh, that'll be it, and um, probably not doing a podcast next week, uh, taking a week off from the podcasting game, and um, we'll be back at it though in a couple weeks with um, some good stuff. We're going to get some great guests, Uh, I'm going to try to be a little more active, doing a couple a week, maybe three a week, Um, yeah, I'm going to try to really, really dive in. As long as I can find time and um, put some time ahead of, you know, trying to actually do fab and catch up in my leagues and do player evaluation um, on top of real world stuff. Um, but I am going to try my hardest to push out a couple more podcasts per week going forward after the All-Star break and um, should be fun. What I'm also going to announce is we are going to have a fun, fun draft and probably the first week of August I'm rounding up 14 other fantasy baseball players we are going to bring you the first ADP for 2023 live on the Pull Hitter podcast show it'll be in audio form as well as we're gonna try to do it live streamed on air we're gonna do six rounds six rounds now in August for next year we're gonna it's going to be rolled over into an NFBC draft champions league as soon as their format kicks over, we will roll this first six rounds into the format probably in November. And we'll do the rest of the 44 rounds then. But we're going to bring it to you. It's going to be some really, really, um, you know, great fantasy players, analysts. Um, and it's going to be fun. We're going to bring you the first 2023 peak into ADP. What other great fantasy players might be thinking already Um, I know it's early, but hey, we got leagues to win now, but everyone's been talking about this on podcasts, got me real riled up to, you know, start looking at things for next year, and it's going to be great, and, you know, didn't want to do just like a mock, because that just 
mock. Um, make it a mockery out of real drafts is doing a mock. But I figure we'll put the money behind the line and do a real draft champion style for next year. So at least everyone's kind of serious and into it. Um, and like I said, it's going to be going to be some really good players and really good analysts getting involved with that. It's going to be really cool. So look out for that sometime in the first week of August. When August rolls around, we'll be doing that. First six rounds, trying to broadcast it live. We'll see. We'll see if we can make that happen. But it'll definitely be on the podcast after it's complete. Uh, but we're going to try to get those first six rounds to you live. So um, be out for that. And uh, yeah, let's go this week. Let's do work. Alrighty, folks, welcome back to the Pole Hitter Podcast. This is Rob D, the Dead Pole Hitter, coming at you with another main event player movement podcast with Todd Whitestone. Todd, what's going on tonight? Not too much, Rob. I assume you're uh, all keyed up for the Atlanta Braves series this week. All queued uh, up, baby. All queued up. You got the Max versus Max show tonight. Yep. Right? Yep. And the uh, I think they play three games uh, this uh, this beginning part of the week. There's going to be a three-game series, yes. And um, see what happens. I know we might be short, short of Stalin Marte. Definitely tonight. See how long he's going to be out for. Um, right. We're going to have right. to run into, yeah, Fridge, Strider, Morton. So, um, you know, it's um, this is it. You know, this is these are the series you have to at least – at least take two out of three, you know, um, but you want to do that. Yeah. You want to do that, you know, and then, and then, but you know, I could see, I could see it already, you know, they'll lose like, they'll lose two out of three and people will be like, here we go. Like people will be shitting on the Mets <laughs> and say, the Mets are just the Mets again, blah, 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 you know, and all those yeah, stupid things. Too, and then they'll be like, I can't it's... believe, you know, oh, must be terrible no, no, no. to be, I mean, must be terrible to be a Mets fan. And, uh, even like, if they get swept, even if they get swept, is a long way from being over either way. So, yeah, and uh, as I, and as long as I wake up in the morning and take a deep breath, I, you know, the Mets can be in second place. It's just, it's uh, other things are more important in life. Well, that's, <laughs> so, that's but I, I'm looking forward to it. I think I think we're going to put up a good battle. Braves are tough, yeah. tough team. Um, it's and they're uh, both good teams. I mean, look, it's huh? is a. You know, you could just say, well, let, let me play the Oakland A's all the time. But, I mean, this is what you play for. You want to play uh, against the better teams. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, and it's uh, it'll be nice to stay in, ahead and first before the All-Star break. But, you know, I'm looking forward to um, the Grom Scherzer, you know. Um, we've had yeah. a, lot of, a lot of starts, uh, you know, by – Trevor Williams, who's who's pitched admirably, but um, I feel yeah, like right. they they've had a lot of starts um, by you know still decent pitchers, but with a full squad out there, um, I'm not afraid. Not afraid, Todd. No, it shouldn't be. Shouldn't be afraid. Yeah. So um, yeah, and the Yankees just keep rolling. Matt Carpenter keeps hitting homers. I mean, I. I I saw you put some vids on him this week, so I'm gonna ask oh, yeah, you about that yeah. when we talk about who we picked up. But um, I mean, this guy is just what a beast. So Joey Gallo is just not playing really, and uh, that's their move, right? Just stick Matt Carpenter. And I mean, at, at first, you know, um, he slipped in there from uh, Rizzo went out, but he didn't necessarily play first. But they he played in the DH, and yeah, that's the thing. He's been playing DH and left and right. Um, yeah, I mean, he plays all over the place. I mean, I think the first couple of homers he hit, I was like, okay, whatever, he ran into something. But I mean, 
he's really got a good concept up there. I didn't see him, you know, the last year he was in St. Louis, but he's got an, a short swing. He's, you know, he's making contact and, you know, and Yankee stadium with the shorter right field porch. I mean, he's, he's definitely dangerous. And if they're going to play him in the outfield, you know, that's, that's really uh, where he can play five games out of six or something. So I don't know. Let's, let's see what happens, but we did pick him up in a few places. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I mean, listen, uh, people want to play down the narrative when it doesn't work, but they'll love to play it up when it does work. Like Vado, oh, you know, he he talked about a swing change. We saw the right. swing change, and then say, oh, now the swing change is real. You know, like that was last year. Yeah. It's like okay, so everything he talked about and everything we kind of was improving, improving. It's real. It's here to stay, and it's here to stay. So Carpenter saw he sought out many different people, hitting coaches, players. Right. Um, and he wanted to work on his swing and he did, he made a, you know, um, an approach change. Um, he's attacking specific pitches and, you know, people can blow that all they want. Like, Oh, that's, you know, you have to still do it. And, but he's still doing it. That's the thing. He, he, and he's in a perfect park for it. Um, I didn't, I didn't, I still couldn't, finding in myself to go for him but I should have but because I desperately need power but I still feel like sometimes I'm just looking at the team like the Yankee team in general and I'm like he can't keep playing can he <laughs> so that's you know like that's the thing that sticks in your head but he I mean Gallo it. isn't hitting and you know they've got a few players that you know they've been very fortunate with with no injuries or limited injuries so I mean yeah. it wouldn't it wouldn't take a you know huge injury to get him more time I mean it would just take one of the guys being dinged up a little so I mean he's he's definitely the next guy up in a lot of positions um so anyway I, I thought it was a good ad and uh we're hopeful hopeful to get some uh, real production out of him yep yep it seems like uh Josh Donaldson finding his stroke a little bit too yeah um, yeah, yeah, he's hitting better. You know, which is just like, you know, because they're playing so well and, you know, have all these guys clicking and then, you know, Josh Donaldson hasn't really found it yet. And God, no. if he if, if he finds it, then it's just holy mother. Yeah. I mean, uh, of, yeah. Well, so, honestly, uh, everybody goes through slumps. I mean, even Judge has been a little colder lately, but, uh, you know, they've got a lot of talent. They get a lot of hitting. And, you know, if, if they do stay generally healthy, they're definitely uh, going to be tough to beat. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, so let's talk about Fab. Uh, bring us into your yeah, article sure. here, and um, we'll talk about some of the plays that got scooped up this week. Yeah, I'll drop down to that. Uh, I did put in, once again, the um, the top pickups across the uh, main event. And um, let's see, let me just find it here. You want to talk, so, about, the, uh, you want to talk about the – the 80 percentile real quick before we jump into oh, sure. that. Sure, we can do that first. Okay. We can do that first. Cool. Good. So I, I provided an update on the 80 percent targets, and they're roughly where they were, Rob, before. Um, but uh, you know, if you're following along, uh, you know, via the podcast, you haven't looked at the article. I provide the current number and all the counting stats, and then the projected full season number. So, for example, home runs. People should be about 150 right now, and 283 is projected for the full season, which is, you know, reasonably uh, difficult total. You got to have, with 14 hitting positions, that's 20 per position. 
Um, so, you know, that's, uh, it, it takes a lot to stay up there and be at the 80% mark for main event. And um, I know that's one area where I'm a little lagging is home runs. Um, right. But, but the, I put the batting average at 255. Uh, I always like to look at the ERA and whip and they're at 339 and 114 for the whip. And uh, people can just compare their teams and see where they might need to uh, make a push and where they might be in good shape. Right. And, and if you're in a running for the overall, you know, I would just even calculate 90, 90% and just see what you're really going to need to try to, you know, compete for that final prize, you know, because that's where you'll kind of want to make sure you making the right moves to move up. Um, You know, uh, if, if you're, I've never been in the running for the main event overall, but I mean, just thinking what I do for leagues and how I'm trying to move up in the overall. Now I would just, have to think that, you know, you're making sure that you know how many points you can actually gain, you know? Um, so that's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah. One thing to remember, one thing to remember is that the 80%, you know, is where you get most of your points. So to be at like 98% is great or something, but uh, you might be better off in, in working on the category that's at 60%. And moving up there because it's easier to make up points there than it would be to pick up points in the in the category that you're really strong in. Right, absolutely, and um, that's why it's you know go to the overall standing page, ship it into sheets or Excel, and really kind of see your markers, see how many how many extra Ks you'll need to move a hundred points. Yeah. You know, like yeah. is it. Is it realistic? Because having an attack plan on, oh, I'm just going to throw eight starters or I'm going to go seven and two. um, You have to really know your players, your personnel, and to realistically hit those goals, you kind of kind of get a little math on it. You know, Um, it's good to guess. I mean, some players are really good like that and kind of can just, you know, go with it. But I think if once you're getting down to that nitty gritty, you kind of want to do some extra math just to make sure because, you know, you have to make sure too, if you have X amount of saves, how many you might slide down. So you have to do that plus minus on what you're going to gain, what you're going to lose, you know? Sure, that's true. And you might want to keep an eye on the league standings also, because mm-hmm. if you're in like fourth or fifth place in the league, then, uh, you know, you may want to look at that just to say, well, in the overall, it wouldn't be that helpful to just concentrate in this category, but in my league, I'm I could get five points and steals with, you know, 10, 10 steals more than I have. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm doing that every weekend, you know, like right after I look at the free agency and kind of get the totals of the week, I'm plugging it in and just kind of looking, you know, um, I don't know, just kind of see how many steals I'm getting per week or whatever, what I'm trending weekly with and um, trying to project forward, you know, if you feel like you can get, you know, X amount of steals per week, but it's not going to move the needle, then, you know, you're going to have to add a couple more. Yeah. Concentrate streaming. Yeah. Maybe that's not the category to concentrate in. Maybe you could let the steals languish a little and say, no, I'm going to put in guys that can hit homers. Yep. And uh, I'm not going to worry so much about steals. You know, just, you got to play with little different scenarios, I think. Absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, everything obviously looks a little lower on the offensive side than it was last year. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think the run the runs are still pretty close, but the home runs and ribbies are definitely down, right? 
And so are the K's. The K's yes. are down. Uh, so you need less K's to compete than you did before. But the wins are about the same, of course, and saves are in the ballpark. So, you know, it just, it's just a good to, to, to take a look at, it, especially with your better teams that might have a chance to compete. Um, and yep. then I was talking to you before, Rob, but I did include just out of interest sake, the, the leader out of the 705 teams in each of the 10 categories. Mm -hmm. So for example, John Posma has three, 636 runs in one of his main event team. That's the best mark in all of the main event. And uh, that just shows you how high it could be because the 80% mark in runs is 541. Right. So that's he's 95 runs clear of the 80% guy. Um, just kind of amazing. Um, it is kind of amazing because I'm at 545, no, 557, and I'm in like the top 60. Uh, so he's yeah. so far away. <laughs> Needs so, to. to 33 runs ahead of the next of the second place. Yeah. Uh, he's, yeah, 33 runs. That sounds right. Uh, ahead of the second place runs. Yeah. Guy. Yep. So, yep. Uh, unbelievable. It is unbelievable because, you know, the next 12 guys are stuck in between 585 and 600. And then he's yeah, just I mean, so far ahead. That's pretty impressive. I mean, the high 500s is outstanding for the runs at this point in the season. And he's at 636. So, Anyway, um, interesting because I'm just scanning his, uh, I'm just clicked on his team and it doesn't sound like a team that's right off the top of your head. If I read off these guys, you, I don't think it's a team that has this many runs, but Sean Murphy, Cal Rowley, Rizzo, Altuve, Lux, Wisdom, Hap, McCutcheon, Alec Thomas, Michael Harris, Yelich, Crone, Cronenworth, Lu Luis Gonzalez of this week, um, Stalin Marte. Okay. Um, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Doesn't pop off as like one of those, uh, you know, run heavy teams, but runs come in such different forms. I guess Rizzo and Altuve are really carrying. Uh, well, you know, he, what he's got load. there, uh, Rob, he's, he's got a lot of guys that bat in the top two or three spots in the lineup. Yep. Mm -hmm. And that's, uh, you know, that it's easy to say, well, I'm just going to draft guys in the early part of the lineup, but it's not that easy to put into uh, effect. Right. Um, but he does a great job with that every year. Um, home runs. Runs, yeah. And then the home runs, uh, 196 is the leader. And yeah. the 80% mark is um, is 150. So that's 46 clear of the uh, of the 80% uh, guy. Uh, RBIs is at 607 compared to the 80% guy at 526. Man, so again, the home I runs really make my uh, – really – really make my teams feel so small i'm like i'm at 127 and i just that's yeah i don't know what went wrong with the home runs this year todd i don't know what happened yeah, this yeah. year I, I i'm at the same place let, let me i'll just look at it real quick but yeah i don't um, I, I don't know what happened this year uh <laughs> gonna have to spend yeah, the whole well, off season retooling my uh my power Personally, I was too worried about uh, steals, you know, but um, let's see. My, my best main event team is at 150. Okay. For home runs. So that, that's pretty good. Uh, pretty good. Pretty, yep. Um, that's right at the 80% mark for that. Um, steals is interesting, Rob, because 80% is, is 70 steals. 
and the leader has 104. Sick. So, uh, so I can tell you. Swanson, Witt, Julio Rodriguez, Mateo, Acuna, uh, Moncada. So they yeah, have a lot of steals from, you know, Rodriguez, Acuna. Right. Well, Julio has been great for steals, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's uh, just a... Second place team has a Rosa Reina who's helped a lot and Birdie. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can see, I guess, the extremes. You know, I've done a good job with not having to have, like, that guy who has 30 steals, so 25 to... Um, you know, keep right, pace in right. my league, but I don't have that extreme differentiator to get me to that top. Like, yeah, yeah. I think that's that. what you'll find at the top. You know, yeah, you need that's what you need. You need a draft plan that was, you know, had had stealers across the board, and then ran into somebody like Julio that just, you know, or Birdie that just went crazy. Yeah, um, it's interesting because yeah, yeah. Sorry, but yeah, this is uh, uh, on the first you know five teams it's been it's been julio rodriguez or rosarena julio rodriguez or rosarena um, yeah. <laughs> finding some uh common common themes in those uh those teams at the top and stolen bases absolutely and then i thought you'd like the batting average one is it there's a guy with it has a main event team of 279 yeah sweet which is unbelievable in this day and age the 80% mark, which is really good, is 255.7. Um, but 279 is like over 20 points higher. Um, that's that's some some great batting average. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm 12th overall at 265. Uh, it's crazy oh, how great. far. It, yeah, because I can if I get to 268, uh, I'm I'm going to you know fourth place. Um, so and he's and that's still. Uh, 268 it's still 11 points behind the two so he's he's at 279 and uh chris fessler in second is 271 yeah eight points yeah it's impressive too because he he has he has that high mark at 279 with the fifth most at bats too so um you know he that's that's a lot of hits yeah he's got guys that come up a lot play a lot and are getting hit so you know Nothing, uh, nothing uh, bad about that at all. Let's see: Kirk, Freeman, Espinal, Bichette, Guriel, Harris, Osuna, Vaughn, Hap, Cooper, Swanson, Crone, McNeil, Starling, Marte. Yep, sounds about right. Wow, they're all good hitters. Yep. Yep, Crone's on a lot of these uh, league leading teams as well. Yeah, yeah, he's been he's been great, isn't he? He's a little banged up this week, right? Yeah, I gotta spend some time doing that. Maybe it's something I'll do. Uh, I gotta, you know, I haven't really dove into all these teams that have, you know, I should have done that as I was reading your article, but I'm doing it now. But just kind of checking out that top, the top ten of each category, and seeing what those, you know, what the teams have up at the top. That you know, what kind of guys, you know, just seeing real quick the stone base guys and the power guys. It's uh, it's interesting. Yeah, yeah, no, they. They made good choices all along the way. That's for sure. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. that's one common thing for sure. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's uh, it's easy. To, it's easy to go back in mid-season and say, yeah, that was those are good picks, you know. But they knew they did it beforehand, so that's right. uh, even more impressive. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if you want to go through all the uh, ten cats, but but they're there for 
people to look at. And the last thing I'll mention is that John Posma has one team. It's not the same team that leads it and runs, but it's a, he has one team that leads the whole main event in ERA and WHIP. Um, so that I find pretty amazing. Yeah. Uh, Again, he's at 2.5, 2.524 two um in 12th place with a 2.930 so it's he's he's a 2.7 to 2.52 from first and second it's pretty pretty amazing um such a, yeah, I mean, that's scherzer mcclanahan framber cortez montgomery how kelsley presley romano Corbin, Patrick Corbin, Braxton Garrett, Mitch White. That's uh that's Hall of Fame draft team right there. Right there. That's why yeah, he's got I mean, the hardware. He's 2.52 and the 80% mark, which again is beating all but 20% of the main event teams, is at basically 3.4. Yeah. So he's he's 0 0.9 ahead of the 80% team. Now forget about forget about the last place guy. Right. So anyway, Crazy. Some cool numbers to look at. Good ad. I thought, yep. uh, I thought people would like to see that. So it's right in the middle of the article. If people want to just check it out, it's a free article on sbstreamer.com. Um, but we can look at the pickups, Rob. Uh, if we drop down to there, uh, Nolan Jones for the um, Guardians. He was the number one pickup this week. He was added in 46 leagues. I I didn't see if I didn't check and see if he was already owned in the last one or whether he just didn't get at it. But um, high of 177 and low of one. Um, so somebody got him for one dollar. Um, Isn't that crazy? And, uh, yeah, it's crazy. So <laughs> he, he, uh, he, you know, he he has some strikeout issues, but he seems to have worked a lot of that out in the AAA this year. And uh, you know, I think Guardians, if he if he's providing power, they will let him run, and he he's gonna he's gonna play in the outfield um, instead of his normal third base because of J Ram. But um, I think he uh, I think he could be a good addition. That's my assessment. Did you get any Jones? Did not. Did not. Did not need a a corner guy as much and. Uh, he was sort of the big bidder in most of the leagues I was in, the big uh, attraction. Yeah. Did you get him yourself or no? No, I actually didn't even bid on him. Yeah, I didn't even have him in my bid list. I, I, I kind of knew I wasn't going to get him. Um, uh -huh. And I, I kind of really didn't want him. I mean, I don't – not really – peaked by his skill set i guess it kind of looks like pavin smith pavin smithish with more <laughs> strikeouts um they they kind of had a similar profile in the minors uh -uh. um maybe jones has a little more speed uh he's got more um you know uh scouted speed per se um but right. i don't know doesn't pop out as anything really special to me you know, it doesn't seem like it. I watched I watched some video on him. He doesn't doesn't scream um top prospect uh put yeah put your money on it type of guy. So I I just shied away. The one thing in his favor, I think he could he could get playing time. I think the Guardians do need some power source. They don't not a real home run hitting team. 
So if he can sort of provide that, I think he could get a good spot in the lineup. Um, so I'm, I'm positive on him from that point of view. And I think the Guardians are a better offensive team than, you know, where Paven Smith plays for the Diamondbacks. Um, right, right. But, I mean, I guess this is probably shows the seriousness of Oscar Gonzalez's injury. Yeah, that's true. Um, because he was playing every single day before he got hurt, and he's probably a more straight-up power threat than now Jones is. But uh, I don't know. I would assume that, you know, Gonzalez, if he comes back, he probably just goes right back into the role unless Jones shows enough to keep it back in the lineup. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, he he definitely warranted a a whole bunch of bids, a median winning bid of 47, like you said, as low as one, but five bids in the hundreds. Um, I didn't have that kind of money left either. So not at all. I I couldn't have bid a hundred on him. Yeah. Um, then uh, Brian Bayo uh, for the Boston was the number two pickup, 41 leagues, six, high of 68, low of one. And uh, he's getting a start tonight, I think, for his second start. Yep. Um, and it's certainly, uh, I think he's talented. The question is, are the Red Sox going to leave him in the rotation or are they going to just give him another shot and maybe send him down for a month? Um, yeah. In which case, it's hard to hold on when – when that happens, they have Evaldi and Sale coming back. So uh, the, it's questionable whether they're going to really let him, you know, pitch every fifth day. Yeah, I don't exactly. Good. I think that's basically what's going to happen. I just think that once they'll get a little bit healthy, um, maybe even with Whitlock floating back into the pan, I just feel like uh, you still got Rich Hill coming back, you know. Um, but I don't know. From what I read and from what I've, you know, uh, at the prospect guys and looking at some tape, he's, you know, the two pitch pitcher with, with, um, you know, some walk issues, right. You know, um, yeah. I know, I know the walk percentage wasn't, um, extremely high in the minors, uh, you know, 8%, 9.3, 10. Um, but I don't know. I don't know if that's a nibbling thing, but I feel like in, in the majors, if you're going to have to put it in the zone. Yeah, uh, he's, he's, a, he's a rookie, so he's going to have uh, growing pains, I think. But I think he's yeah. got the talent, but whether it's going to not be uh, shown until 2024, mm-hmm. we don't know that, you know. Right. Um, but anyway, I, I think it's interesting pickup. Uh, James and I did add Reed Detmers, who was the number three on this list. Um, we added him twice in two, our two joint main events. Um, he's back. He supposedly worked on uh, some of his pitches down the minors. Maybe he can actually uh, get more re- results and get a few more strikeouts um, than he was getting before. He actually attracted some bids over 100. 118 was the high and 11 was the low. Um, did you get Reed Detmers anywhere, Rob? No, I didn't. I didn't. Um, I didn't get him for what okay. I put in for him. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like him. I think he's a really solid pitcher. It definitely looks like he did something to adjust. You know, um, yeah. sort of like a little vertical release point difference. Um, uh, throwing the slider harder, it looks like. Uh, I think his, his yeah. first game back was three and a half miles harder. So, um, 
less movement on the slider. So maybe just trying to put it in the zone more or put it in a hittable right. spot, make it a make it an out pitch instead of a strikeout pitch. Um yeah, I mean he had the pedigree. I liked him in the offseason for sure. Um yeah, didn't um I guess the one a lot of the a lot of the drawbacks is the non two start thing, right? You know, and I, yeah. I think a lot of people have a lot of pause about the the Angels going sixth man and never really getting that two start. Um, but yeah, you know, that definitely um solid pitcher. Um, I was uh lagging in my bids. I was probably um, you know, I'm pretty hamstrung on bidding in one main. I have 200 bucks left. The other one is like 330, but the one I have 330, I have some really good pitching and with help like stash pitching coming back. So yeah, um, yes. and I wasn't really gonna start him versus the Dodgers this week. Um, I know he's more of like a rest of season type look than, but uh, you know, have like on that team, I have Heaney and Max that are coming back and, you know, and Whitlock. So I have three like guys ready to come back on top of having, you know, like that's my best pitching staff pretty much out of all my fab teams. So didn't really need it. Um, So just a lot of context, but if I had some money and I didn't need him, I would have probably been in the 50s, 60s. You know, I probably would have been aggressive for him. Yeah. Worth it. But uh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to pitch him this week. You want to see what happens. And then after the all-star break, hopefully he could help uh, main event teams. But um, but yep. I think, yeah, you got to look at your spot, Rob. You did the right thing. It, 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 it's only situational, right? You, you, you don't go for him when it doesn't make sense. Yep. Um, Absolutely. The next one is uh, our first reliever on the list, uh, Brett Martin. Mm. So I, I don't think he's the same as Josh Hader, but anyway, yeah. he, he's, he got the last two saves. He's a left-hander. He's uh, stepping in for Joe Barlow, um, who I didn't think was so bad, but anyway, the, the Rangers felt like he needed a break. Um, Martin went for high $67, and I don't even know if he's going to get the next save opportunity, but maybe uh, maybe that's just my bias. Um you know, did you, were you interested in Martin anywhere or not? No, I wasn't interested in Martin. I do think this is, can be sometimes, you know, it's one of those, we're going to give them a break and it's like two game break. They get into like lower leverage, they find something and then they give them another shot and they come back and it's, you know, it, it's not even like what they did work. They just, you know, just giving him a couple of games off and he comes yeah. back and he could pitch well again I think he eventually gets it back, but I also think that if it goes to somebody else, it's going to be not Brett Martin. Um, you know, um, yeah, I had some Dennis Santana or someone like that. I think it's going to be Leclerc. I I had some low, low, like last, last, you know, one dollar bids for Leclerc. Um, I think they're slowly getting him into into some higher leverage, kind of like almost like when, huh? like kind of like what move what the Mariners did with Munoz, you know, comes in just to start the year with nobody on, then bringing him on with traffic, you know, getting it out of, getting out of innings. Um, his slider looks like the slider that he had in 2018 when he was really good. Um, it's got the same kind of movement that it did. It's got the King kind of velo. So I'm kind of trying to just pay attention to that. Um, trying to pay attention to couple of the uh, stuff plus models that are out there for Leclerc, just kind of see if the pitchers are really coming back to life because I think that they kind of, you know, go back to him at some point, you know? 
Could be, could be. I mean, I don't. I think it's it's as open as open could be in that bullpen. So right, and and like you said, Todd, I don't really think Barlow was that bad, you know. So um, no, no, unless he's hurt, I think he he probably gets a very near term shot to get it back. Um, right. Anyway, the next guy on the list was a guy that I did go after, and as as I, you and I were discussing, um, I, I I got him in several places. Matt Carpenter for the Yankees. You know, he's playing, he's eligible at second in the main event, but he's been playing in the outfield. He can play third base. I think he even played first for a game. Um, and I think the Yankees view him as the, let me just say, uh, out of the six, six positions, he's like the next man up for like four yeah. of them. He's and, Kevin uh, Moss. Yeah, yeah. And I think he's hitting so well that Aaron Boone is figuring out ways to get him in there you know, in the lineup. And even on the days he's not playing, he's pinch hitting him. So um, I think it's a good gamble that he would get more playing time. Um, and he's just, he's just hitting outstanding. Um, so I thought it was a good gamble. Uh, you know, we can, hopefully if he gets that positional eligibility, we can put him in different spots uh, on weeks that we need uh, a fill in. Yeah. Uh, and the stash game is tight right now, you know? <laughs> yeah, um, that's true. He's excited. He's tweeting that, you know, about his excitement playing on the Yankees and, and hitting well, you know? Yeah. Uh, uh, and, uh, yeah. When, he, when he joined the team, he said, they asked him, well, wh where did you, where are you hoping to play? What position? And he said, I don't care if they ask me to sling the bags at the airport. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll do whatever they want. So you got yeah. you got to love a guy with an attitude like that, you know. I mean, so yep. uh, I think he's just happy to uh, be back in the majors. Definitely, um, I see some. Uh, yeah, I see you up there. I see uh, Bradley Libro scooping him up, and uh, Steve Japinka, and um, well, of course, then you got all the way to the bottom, and you see John Paulsma four bucks for Matt Carpenter. Oh, you know, everyone's paying. Do I don't know how he. Yeah, does it. I know, I know, I know. He's just, it's just. It's not, it's not fair. It's not fair. The skill, the skill. He's a whisperer. Yeah. <laughs> everyone's a whisperer. Uh, I know, I know. Yeah. All right. Anyway, the next guy is Josh Winder, uh, Minnesota. He was sent down for a while, and then he came back. He's down to rotation. I sort of liked his chances. I liked his outlook, uh, but I didn't get him anywhere. Um, and uh, he was picked up in 32 leagues for a high of $61. Uh, did you get any winder, Rob? No winder. No winder here for me. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I Again, I, I, I was in um, one team. I'm not really looking to pick up pitching. Um, I got a whole bunch of stashes. And uh, I don't know. Is it, is it, I guess, I guess because of my really, really um, ridiculous love for Bailey Ober, um, I just feel yeah. like he's going to be back soon and in the rotation, you know, um, and Winder, yeah. but I guess they could also kick Smelter out of it, but it seemed like Winder did good at like at that hybrid role or just doing as doing what they needed, you know, but usually these things have a way of working themselves out. I think he might. He might find a way to stick if there's somebody has a little, you know, injury bump or something. Yep. Um, yep. So, yeah, I mean, I think he's a good gamble, especially in the 15 team league. Um, and then uh, the rejuvenation of Carlos Santana, mm. where he was, he, he looked 
early in the season, I just was like, he's, this guy's washed up. And then he got hot for a little bit for Kansas City. They traded him to Seattle. And now he's like the Carlos Santana of old. He had two home runs the other day. And uh, the Mariners have won eight in a row. I don't know what to tell you, but I, I'm having a tough time believing that Carlos Santana is going to be a fantasy force. But I guess stranger things have happened. Somebody bid $74 to get him. Yeah, 74 is uh pretty it's pretty up there but i mean the guy has been amazing since he went to the mariners like you said he's got 46 plate appearances three homers 930 ops <laughs> 390 on base percentage uh 14 13.8 barrel you know walking 13 percent right. of the time uh x over 360 solid man it's just you know oof. you know yeah, yeah, that's that's like santana of, of like seven years ago yeah you know i'm I'm waiting for something to come out like, oh, it's the batter's eye, you know, something, you know, like I mean, might yeah, be the batter's eye. I don't know. Got to be a reason why he, because he didn't even show like spurts of this, you know, for two years or whatever. But I know, anyway. I know all of my DC shares have been waiting for this, <laughs> you know, it's like so happy to plug them in, um, you know, like this past weekend, I think I had, I had, I had a couple of better option that they get corner and first base on a couple of my draft champions teams in terms of like matchups and lefty righties um yeah. and but i was like you know what sometimes you know you got to throw the projections aside you got to throw that aside and just you know yeah. i know there's like so many debates and things about you know riding hot hands but you know you don't have to believe it's a hot hand you just have to believe that the player has some momentum he found something new he's Right. acclimating to a new team and you just you know that's how you make a lineup choice and also uh, just... you know the fact that he's had this hot streak and they're they're, they're happy to put him at cleanup yep i mean yeah know, so it, it doesn't even matter that you think he's gonna stay just as hot i mean if he comes up with men on base all the time um yeah and he, you know you got j-rod getting on stealing you got ty france and jp crawford high contact guys moving guys along so that top half of the lineup is um they're, they're, they're you know they're well-constructed team you can see why they're gaining steam you know julio rodriguez is just you know he's they're a joy like to a watch game, yeah. like a game out of the wild card right now rob yeah yep yep and and you just see what they're rolling out and and in terms of, um, you know, their pitching too, you know, it's just, they're going to shorten these games out, you know, Brash, if, if Brash could find that role in an inning or two type of swing guy, right, and right. then you got Mo Munoz is unhittable, um, Castillo. Robbie Ray has been right. pitching much better. Uh, right. Kirby, Kirby's been okay, and they're, they're giving him a little break, but I think it's fine. And uh, then they, you know, they got Logan Gilbert, who's been solid. Mm -hmm. um, I, I don't, I don't see how, they have, I think they have a realistic chance at the playoffs. Um, yeah, yeah, I think because of that pitching and because of the way they can just come in with a, a really, you know, amazing bullpen uh, is, is going to help. And, um, you know, they can they also have that ability to uh, bring up some other pitching if they really want to get aggressive, right? You know, I think they yeah. got some other um you know when studs arms. yeah yeah emerson hancock and um i think what's his name is still around like justice sheffield uh he's still only 26 but you know he's um yeah well, you know you know jerry depoto wants to make a few trades though yeah for sure for sure 
he could, you know, might as well ship um, Kelnick out. You know, he's hot in the minors, you know, just just ship him now while he has some value before he comes up and just embarrasses himself again. Just get rid of him. Maybe maybe the Mets should like, you know, we should have traded. That's what we should have done. Robbie, we should have sent Robbie right back to the Mariners, got Kelnick by low. Um, it's like what the Yankees did with uh, Roldis Chapman. Oh, they, they, yeah, they the trade and then the re-sign. Yeah, yeah the trade the re-sign. They they didn't really lose anything. They're saying that's what's going to happen with Daniel Bard if he gets traded. He wants to like retire as a Rocky, and uh-huh. they said if anyone would, um, you know, give them of anything of value. But again, the Rockies aren't smart enough to do that trade, right? No, I don't uh, think all the organizations. I think they'd be the last one to me. Even though Boone's been quoted as saying he's a Daniel Bard type of guy, right, or something like that. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, yeah. I think the Rockies—they're always about to sign a thirty-five-year-old guy for a three-year contract. <laughs> <laughs> so, yep. Um, anyway, um, then the last three guys. Well, uh, I did want to mention one of them, but Braxton Garrett is next. He—he's. Uh, He's pitching pretty well, I think, uh, for the Marlins. He's, I think he's got a good start this week against the Pirates, so that's worthwhile. Uh, the guy I picked up that I would, wondered if you uh, were interested in was Max Castillo. I got him for a buck in uh, a main event uh, just because I think he's got a start this week. And, you know, I think he could go five. It's certainly a little questionable, but I think the, the Blue Jays definitely need some pitching help. Um so he's somebody to keep an eye on if he's a free agent in, in people's league. And then uh, Spencer Howard, who I seem to remember you picked up a few times. Um, and uh, I think he's back in the majors. And um, I don't know how, how well I'll do this time, but I always feel like he's got more talent than he's shown. Yeah. I uh, Max Castillo didn't have any interest. Um Spencer Howard had some bids in for him. Um, it would have been the third time I added him this year in <laughs> one main. So, uh, and 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 I think I could have used him in 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 one on one team. I, but again, I didn't really like. He wouldn't have really made my starting team this week as a two start, and I uh, I needed a bat. I needed a bat to cover some spots, and so. Just like that's the way it didn't fall. I picked him up last week in my auction league. I just I had some just different context for teams. You know, it just all depends on what really drives, you know, the majority of the fab moves. I, I picked him up last week, though, for a buck. Um, I had some spots to to stash okay. in. And uh, so I, I picked up Howard last week for a dollar and, yeah, got him in the starting lineup there. Um, I'm a big fan of Howard. I think, um, I think he's going to put it together sooner or later. It seems like they're... They're doing good things there with the um, Rangers organization. Yeah. yeah, and I just uh, I feel like he could... is certainly is, is a good, better ballpark for pitching than it used to be. Right, so... yeah, yep, yep. And the teams he's going against this week, too, is, is kind of makes it a good a good little two-step. And uh, I think that, sure, sure, sure. yep. All right, so the wow bit of the week this week was Jorge Soler, who's currently injured but was dropped in a couple leagues and then in one of the two leagues he was one with a 201 dollar bid which is the highest this week uh the 55 dollars was the runner-up um he's been really disappointing this year and he's now injured but 
he plays for a good team, the Braves, and he seems to go on a heater in the second half usually, but I'm not sure if he's going to have a guaranteed playing spot when he comes back, but uh, this owner certainly felt like he was a, a great addition. Uh, yeah. Would you would you have been strong on Solaire if he was dropped in your league? Um, if I was power thirsty, you know, I probably would have been a little aggressive, um, especially in the 15 team league. Um, I, you know, I dropped him in an online championship, um, where I just didn't have any news on him except for he was working out at a spring facility. There was nothing since like July 5th on him. Um, and it just didn't sound very good. I think, uh, our friend Derek Rose, an injury specialist and, uh, you know, great best ball player um, tweeted out that he, you know, leads the uh, annual most uncomfortable sounding injury with a bilateral pelvis inflammation. Um, Yeah. And he's always had bad paths back to health from his oblique seems like a similar type um, motion injury. And then today it's announced that he's uh, starting his rehab assignment tomorrow. So um <laughs> great <laughs> so we don't know yeah we just don't know right? what are you gonna do you know i mean um you know especially in the 12s i think you gotta act a little quicker fill in some spots and uh it's probably gonna come back to haunt me if i don't come you know if i don't uh because it seems like he's the kind of guy who's in the pool you know he'll be aggressively bid on you know so yeah, yeah. um but it is what it is i'll move on definitely, definitely yeah but the PT, team. I'm not really worried about. I mean, Avi Garcia stinks. If anything, he'll play over him um, for sure. Yeah. Uh, Brian De La Cruz has been showing great, great skill increase. I mean, he was, uh, I liked him in DC season. He was like kind of, when you get into that, like 500 ADP, looking for some outfielders that can nice. maybe, you know, and he had a good, good trending line in the last 20 games last year with everything, his whole, approach and um but he's hitting the ball a lot harder too in these last two weeks but he just doesn't again another guy doesn't play enough they got a lot going on wendell birdie garrett cooper right. brian anderson all these guys kind of float around share some spots um yeah, i know it's hard to figure out what they're gonna do it really is one, it really is one thing is they just haven't been scoring runs the last few weeks though right right no matter what mm-hmm. um so if you look at the century bids, uh, century club, there are only six players that made got at least a $100 bid or higher. And those were Solaire, Nolan Jones, Josh Donaldson was dropped in one league. So that seems kind of weird because he was heating up, but maybe he was dropped before then. Uh, Dylan Floro, who I guess could close in Florida, question mark, I don't know. Uh, Reed Detmers got six bids over 100. And uh, Lou Trevino was available in one main event and got a $101 bid. Big Lou. Big Lou. So it's, it's like the number is shrinking, though. You can see it used to be like, you know, eight, nine, and it was 12. It was 18 earlier in the season. So next week, it could be just three guys over 100. Yep. Yeah, could be. Could be, yeah. It was um, interesting to see Floro get that much money. Um, I did. He wasn't available in any of my mains. I probably would have put in a cheap kind of speculative bid on him because, I don't know, I watched I watched the weekend. 
um, versus the Mets. And Tanner Scott just didn't look really all that great. I mean, he got the job right. done in one game, but he just didn't look great. Um, I don't know. Just And um, I know Floro kind of came in and had two saves and not wowing anything on the metrics. He's uh, not showing, you know, if you if you pull up fan graphs and you put them side by side, you're definitely going to go with the skilled guy in Scott or Anthony Bass or definitely better. But Floro just, but he doesn't get into any messes, you know? And I think that's why Mattingly right. liked him last year. He's just consistently, you know, not letting guys on. Um, Scott, like, kind of like works the count heavy and a lot of first pitch balls. Uh, Walks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that might be a good shot. I actually scooped up Floro and for a buck in my online championship, but just just in Uh case he had a floating spot and uh, needs some saves in that league. And you know, just um, whatever. If he doesn't get it, I'll just dump him. But sure, I I like it. I also see a couple of um, he's he's the right hander and Scott is the lefty. So right, uh, they could decide. Well, Scott's better for just getting the lefties out. Um, Right. And I see, like, you know, even Bass, I'm not scared of Bass either because he seems like the guy they want in high leverage and working multiple innings and working four, three, three out of four nights, you know. Um, I see Corey Knebel was scooped up in, yeah. in uh, seven leagues or eight leagues, um, 62, as high as 62, as low as 18. I think that's a good scoop there. Um, I don't uh-huh. think he'll necessarily get all the saves back, but I think he's working his way back to saves. Maybe I could see them, you know, maybe even – what they're doing now with her Anthony in hand, I think it could be um Knable and hand and you yeah. know Dominguez just is the is the high leverage guy, or it could just be all three of them constantly getting some work, you know. Yeah, I think that might be really what happens to, to yep. be honest. Yep. Um, but uh that's gonna make it awfully tough if they split it three ways. Yeah, um, for sure. Anyway, yeah, I saw uh, um a roll this Chapman um scooped up in four. Four leagues okay. that he was available, yeah. 98, 59, 13, and 7. Um, I think that's interesting as well. You know, it's tempting. I think if you see him in your free agent pool and you need saves, you know, I think that the name and the team yeah, just I mean, attracts you to. Yeah. And, uh, I think, that, look, if they had their choice, they would rather Chapman was closing and they could move Holmes around and let him sort of put out the fires. Um, but certainly he needs to string together three or four good outings before they let him do that. But, but look, they've got a big lead. I think they can afford to, you know, let him, let him try a few times. It's not like they, you know, they're up by one game and they can't, they can't afford to, you know, put a game in jeopardy. Yep. Absolutely. So anyway, that's uh, interesting. Um, I did also update, Rob, the, the amount left for the average main event team. If you look down a little bit further in my article, and uh, this week it, it dropped to $253 left. Um, and that's now moving further ahead of what, where we were last year when it was uh, 2% more money was left. You know, mm-hmm. this year we were sort of trailing the whole time, and now we've sort of picked up speed and passed last year. Yeah. Um, so when you figure that there's 50 bucks or so that's not going to get spent, it's each team has about 200 bucks of fab, which I think is where where I am on one of my main event teams around 200 bucks. And then there's 
we have one that has more and one one that is in tough shape with less. But um, I think uh, I think you know you're going to see mostly twenty dollar bids winning players for the rest of the year. I think that's going to be pretty healthy bid um, and uh, very few over fifty. Yeah, I think so. I think you're right, Todd. Yeah. I don't think you need to go heavy unless it's a player you really absolutely need or somebody you really never expected would be in the free agent pool. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to, yeah. You need a couple of pitchers that maybe come up and, you know, if Max Meyer gets the call, you're probably going to get yeah, that's a heavy. Different, that's different. Yeah. 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 But the majority of those guys left is just going to be, um, you know, yeah. very careful going forward. Yeah, you ten ten fifteen dollars is usually a fine bid for somebody. Um, then, uh, if you want to go cruise over to the Coliseum, I I uh, see what you think about these uh, rankings. But I I gave Orlando Arcia and C J Abrams, although I apparently I left off the C as it's just J Abrams. But um, C J Abrams, uh, I gave them losses because. You know, they had 155 and 269 averages, but they also had zero homers, zero steals. Um, not many counting stats for either player. I just couldn't give them uh, a pass, even, even though they are playing fairly regularly. I just felt like they didn't really add enough over the three weeks after the big pickup. Um, did you feel differently about either of those two guys? No. They're definitely losses. I mean, I picked up Abrams. I still have him. Um, he was close to getting dropped this week until Kim was, like, kind of battling. I think the series at Coors and Kim kind of battling the thumb kind of made me um, – he wasn't on the definite drop list, but he was on the if I need someone, you know, really – Yeah, if I really need a guy, he would probably have been next – even though I kind of spent, I think I spent like 54 bucks on him. Cause you know, honestly that night, um, I think Machado got hurt that day. Right. Or the day yeah. before he looked yeah. like he broke his ankle, you know, and I was, oh, yeah, yeah. I was I mean, aggressive that's... because I thought he was just going to be up and playing. Um, and he, you know, he, he, I think he might find his way into some PT if, if Kim is hurt, but um, I don't know. Uh, I'm hoping he can catch a groove and just take the, a couple of games to, you know, just maybe get the team back on board to getting him some PT. But if not, then going to have to cut bait if they send him back down or you just, you know, have him in this series um, because of Kim's missing today. So I took a shot that he might, you know, get the next, you know, this series, even though they, yeah, yeah. Even though they're facing some lefties um, with Kim out, I feel like, you know, he might be able to. It's a good gamble. It's a good gamble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He actually... Yeah, I that 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 actually pushed me to um, start Otani as a pitcher this week because uh-huh. he's only got he's only got two games Friday to Sunday as a batter, and the uh, the three games this week are against the Astros. So okay. um, even though that pitching matchup might be a little rough with Jordan out and and just with how good he is in general, he's mm-hmm. been um, again team context there. Kind of could I definitely need homers and steals, but I kind of need to make a push in some K's and some wins more. So I'm hoping he can, uh, he can pay, pay that off for me. I think actually I started him in a draft champions too, as a pitcher as well this week, because of that, okay. because of that Friday to Sunday, which he, 
obviously he's playing the Dodgers. He could still obviously, you know, in two games, he can still obviously hit two homers and steal six, six bases. <laughs> but, um, you know, that's the way you play it. I, I, you gotta, you gotta choose what's, what's better each week. You know I mean? You can't, uh, you can't just say uh, I'm automatically going to do one thing or the other. Um, yeah. I just think, um, you know, there's been a lot of debate on Otani and how much, extra value you can add to that versatility or even if it you know i've seen people question if it's even worth worth the versatility and i just don't understand how people can just nix the just oh, yeah, nix yeah. that he's actually that you can actually put him as a pitcher and that he's actually I mean, a phenomenal it's pitcher better. i mean it's always great to have the option i mean yeah you know, yeah yeah make a decision and play him as a hitter if you want I think we get so wrapped up in like exact value and how much exactly can he be adding as a pitcher if you take him out of the batter. And I just think we get too wrapped up in trying to put so much of a specific dollar value on what it brings than pulling away and saying, oh, this is great that I can actually do this, you know, and, and just, I, I, I still am amazed that he can, he can be so great at both things. I mean, Babe Ruth, who, uh, you know, we didn't see play, but he, he was a pitcher and a hitter, but he didn't do it at the same time. You know, he was, a, he was a pitcher and then he switched over and was mostly a hitter. And, you know, I, I just don't think there's anything to compare Otani to, you know? No, no, there really isn't. What do you got? Um, you got to sign one guy, him or Trout to go forward. Who are you signing? Me, if it's me, I'm doing Otani. I mean, you know. Yeah. I mean, I, me. Trout is great. Uh, I think they could get a ton if they if they tried to trade him, you know. But yeah, I, I don't think they can give a mega mega deal to both. And this stars and scrubs thing isn't really working, you know. Anyway. Um, I know. It's just really. Uh, just look at the bottom half of that team, and I'm just like, why? Like. Oh, poor guys. I mean, it's just really decisions. so bad. They made bad decisions in a lot of the, in a lot of cases. Um, another another uh, franchise with with general manager problems. I think. Any chance they could walk away with none of them? Oh wow! Well, when Otani's contract isn't he under contract for two more years or something? Um, I believe it's through the end of. 2023? Uh, no, yeah, he's a free agent in 2024. Wow. Yep. Well, if, I, if I were him, I wouldn't automatically re-sign early. I would wait and see what's gonna what they're gonna do. You know, you know, this has been uh, enough of fiasco, but I'm sure. And what I mean too, like like if 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 they if some team comes and wows them with a package for Mike Trout, like yeah. is that something that you think because that's what i'm thinking in my head like what what if what if they they choose to try to trade trout not that they i think they would because i, I think they would it would be a media mess but i mean right. what would it take to trade mike trout like what would you need to get, to get back like you'd have to get two major league players yes yeah. Sol solid major leaguers not like bottom of the barrel guys and then you'd have to get like a blue chip prospect and maybe a couple other prospects too. Um, Cause he's still in this prime. He's not, uh, you know, he's not like about to get outdated or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
So, yeah, I mean, I think that's what it would take. And I don't know whether any team, I mean, I just speaking for the Yankees, cause I follow them. I don't think the Yankees would want to do that. Yeah. That you got, sort of... what you'd have to give them carpenter and. <laughs> yeah. We can't give up carpenter. I mean, he's, yeah, he's the uh, linchpin. Um, uh, anyway, uh, you're just yeah. making, you're making fun of me, Rob. All right, so uh, the other two guys that were on the uh, Coliseum were Josh Linkowski and Aaron Savali. And I gave them both wins, which you could quibble with, I guess. Um, but Winkowski had a 430 ERA, which isn't great. Uh, he had 14 to 8 K to BB, but two victories. Um, I think he did what he was asked to do for fantasy managers. Um, you could say I should have been a push, but he, he's been, he was okay. Uh, Aaron Savali for a better ERA, a little worse whip, but 21 to 6 K to BB. He didn't get a win, but he's certainly solidly in the rotation, and I think he's helping fantasy teams. So, uh, again, I try to put the context of the 15 team leagues in this. There isn't any, you know, uh, Corbin Burns walking around on the uh, waiver wire. So, right. so, what do you think? You think I should have given these guys pushes or what? I guess Winkowski, I'm just wondering if teams had him, like, was he a must start every week? Uh-huh. And, and like, did you actually get these stats? But if you did start them and get these stats, I don't know. I don't know. What's it? It's just three weeks. Three weeks. Two wins. Yeah. I mean, I got in the last three weeks, I got 11 Ks from Michael King, three less Ks with, you know, stud ratios. So I don't know. Well, he's, he's one of the better relievers, though. I mean, it's not like a run of the mill reliever, well, yeah. but. No, I know, but he's 40% available in the main event. You know, it's not like he's t- taken everywhere. I think. And, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah. I guess I'm just wondering if you got all these stats, if you had them. I, I knew that. You had him. Did you start him all like every week that, that you had him? I did start him. Yeah, I started him over this three week period. Yeah. Okay, cool. I mean, you know, I, I, I see it. It wasn't, it's not like he's, he's great. Um, it's just what kind of a lens you put this on. Whether, you know, if you were picking him up, you needed a starter to start with. So, yeah. I mean, I could see a push. I, I guess, uh, and then Savali, you could quibble and say, well, he got the case, but he didn't give you any wins. And right. ERA isn't outstanding. So I don't know. I think uh, I think pitching is really tough. That's why I I look at it this way. But um, we'll see. I'll take it into consideration. Um, and then uh, we've got 38% thumbs up, uh, 20 compared to 24% last year. So ahead of last year for sure. And uh, 20 thumbs down. So. Uh, less than last year when we were running around 50%. Um, so yeah, it's a, certainly a questionable uh, and t- tough to evaluate these pickups. Yep, yep. You want to look at the uh, some of the leagues that I went over this year? Uh, I went over eight leagues. Yeah, actually, I just wanted to bring up some of the drops, some of the notable drops sure, I sure. saw. Go ahead. Matt Go Carpenter ahead. was dropped in one league, which is funny. Really? Yeah. yeah, George Kirby was dropped in one league. Really? Uh, I found that pretty interesting. Um, yeah. Yandy Diaz had a great week, really not doing anything to really deserve a drop. Um, Sir Anthony no. Dominguez was dropped. Um, 
I thought that was pretty interesting. Uh, Jared Kelnick, three teams. Here we go, folks. You're catching on. Um, <laughs> Jeffrey Springs, uh, three three drops. Um, been really, really well. I know he's got the lower leg injury. He's also got something going on with his uh, child. I know his five-month-old child has like an infection in the spinal cord, which kind of sucks. I hope hope that works yeah, out for yeah. him and his family. So, um, Robbie Grossman dropped in five leagues with a five-game Monday to Thursday, even though he's not playing in the first game today. Thought it was funny. Michael Taylor also one of those eight-game week drops. So, I don't know. Just uh, and, and Zach Greinke. Zach Greinke uh, dropped in nine leagues. He's been pitching really well. And his velo has hit a, a new high for the last, like, five years. So, in this pitching-starved environment, um, it's a pretty uh, – just some of the ones that kind of um, – my eye real quick um and i just wanted to uh ask you who else you picked up before we move on who else did you pick up this week in sure. in your main event it was it was primarily detmers and carpenter but i can just okay. take a quick look um let's see and then max castillo who i mentioned mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. i did uh, get him in a couple of leagues one both 15 teamers um and a couple of leagues i got I picked up Yasmani Grandal, wasn't in the main event, but uh, oh, I thought nice. he, he might come back after the All-Star break. Was that a 15-team so league that you picked him up in? Uh, yes, one one twelve and one fifteen. How much? It was only the fifteen was only seven bucks. It was an auction league. Hmm. So um, the fifteen hundred dollar auctions or like the or like the online auctions. It was, it was the it was a I share it so it was uh, I didn't put that much much in myself but, but okay yes, uh, it was um, the high stake was, auction leagues yes oh that's a good ad in that type of league I think that's great yeah so here's my catchers in that league Yasmani Grandal and Danny Jansen neither of whom are playing <laughs> 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 so either uh, I'm gonna have a, a great catching duo or it's gonna be uh, you know not not too much. It's a funny catcher story. And one of my draft champions um, had some injuries. Um, my batting average, I need to get up in batting average. So I sat M Martin Maldonado for an injured catcher. And it was like he had his first career three hit game, you know, like that. And I was like, <laughs> this is a, of course, this is how it works, right? You know, of course, sure, sure. this is how it works. It, 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 oh, man. It was like, it's just one of those decisions that'll stick in my head for a couple of weeks, you know? I know, I know. I always feel like the players really know when you're going to bench them. It, it's know, hysterical, it's, really hysterical. It's funny, it's funny. Um, who did you pick up? Why don't you go over your ads? Um, in my uh, main event one, I scooped up David VR and I dropped Kike Hernandez. Um uh -huh. Uh, I should have dropped him a couple of weeks ago, I guess, in hindsight. But the rehab got stopped. The hip is still hurting him. I'm not really, really right. thrilled about that. Um, and I don't think he comes back to the leadoff hitter. And I think that's where a lot of his preseason-like value came from. You know, right. obviously, the second base outfield is good. Power is good. But um, I don't think he's coming back to leadoff. I don't think he's coming back to full time. Not with a hurt hip. You know, usually with the hip, too, the power kind of goes down so and i like david vr um i tracked him in my dynasty leagues um uh -huh. he's been you know really awesome in the minors with 150 and 140 wrc plus the last two years um you know kind of liked his week so far i know longoria they say might come back soon um and they still obviously have their whole cohort of um 
you know, uh, multi-positional guys there like Wilmer Flores and, you know, Tommy Lestella. But I think Lestella is a little more banged up um, than we thought. You know, we went back on the IL. Um, and Longoria really can't stay healthy at all. Neither can Belt. Um, so uh, I liked how VR, you know, played six straight games. So he had seven straight starts, you know, when he got called up. So I kind of felt good about that. Um, that mm-hmm. at least while he's up, they wanted to start. I mean, in that time period, since he got called up, he's the only one to play every game, you know, not not even Wilmer Flores, you know, not even Brandon Crawford, uh, not even Mike Yastrzemski, um, but David VR. So, um, yeah, so I'm hoping that he can give me some pop and a real good hit tool uh, for four bucks. Give it a yeah. shot. He's qualified for second base and he's starting at third. So, He's gonna get third soon, and I'll have second and third, which I kind of like. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Yep. Um, I also picked him up in my second league as well, my second main. I dropped Michael King for him. Um, with even though King's been really good for me, got Whitlock coming back, and I also have Andre Munoz on that team. So I kind of really have like two kind of swing guys that I can kind of use. Um, and I just Munoz was just pitching a lot, uh, a lot better than King and. I think he's gravitating toward, uh, I picked him up last week and I think he's gravitating toward the saves um, sooner or later. Um, and I also in that league, I dropped my, my favorite pitcher in the world, Bailey Ober, my most owned pitcher in this off season. Um, like every single draft champion, but I had to get rid of him. Um, I added Ronzi Contreras for 28 bucks. He was available in only two main event leagues. Um, I didn't think the 28 would be close. I had him at like 18 in the beginning of the day. And I was, I guess, trying to forecast how many more innings they were going to reasonably give him. Um, you know, so I don't know. And, you know, normally when you have like a name like this available in only a couple of leagues, they kind of tend to go a little higher, you know? Um, and he was available. Like I said, he, he was only, um one for 28 and 18 in the two leagues he was available but i don't know in 2019 he threw 132 innings 2021 uh he threw 60 we don't know what he did in 2020 but uh he's at 70 now so i was thinking realistically i don't know 50 to 60 more puts him at you know 120 is that too much he's already hit 130 um i don't know i don't know so but I just felt that it's going to be a f- like really effective innings. So um, yeah, again, a team, a team that I definitely have some solid pitching. I just thought, um, I don't know. I, I took a shot. I actually thought I was going to definitely get outbid. I thought I was, I thought it was going to be in the fifties or sixties to get him, get him, you know, but um, so I'm surprised I ended up with him. You don't have a lot of money, Rob, you know, it's like, yeah. like it's a 20 or 30 bucks is a pretty healthy bid. Yep. Yep. Um, see my 15 team auction. Um, I dropped uh Bruce Dog Gratterall, even though it came off two saves. I picked up Alex, Alex Wood for 18 bucks. Um, Ooh, nice. yeah, yeah, he'd been on a nice little run. Um, thought he would be a great add to the pitching uh squad, and yeah, scooped him up. And then in my OCs, I got got a little Stephen Kwan that was just uh, you know, a stream, stream ad. I mentioned Dylan Floro, I also picked up Freddie Peralta. Um, get a you know a video saying he he's ready to pitch now. Even though they won't, but uh, I also streamed uh Jonathan Scope and uh picked up Andrew Heaney and in and, and two of my OCs. So, 
uh, yeah, that that was it. But it was mostly VR. It was a VR weekend yeah, for me yeah. in the main event. Yeah. Okay. Um, so as I mentioned, I went through eight of the main event leagues. There's 47 leagues in total. And I, uh, I listed as of last Friday, the top seven players or teams and uh, showed where they were and how they've been gaining over the last couple of weeks and their overall place and also a sophisticated computer-driven win estimate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which no one can disagree with. Um, anyway, so uh, I just wanted to mention maybe while we're on the podcast, I don't want to go through all these places, but I want to mention the leaders of these eight leagues. And then if you want to make any comments, you're welcome to do so. Uh, Doug Moe is leading the first league. He's the former uh, coach of the Denver Nuggets, and he's a fine fantasy player. Uh, he's leading that first league um, by a rather wide margin. Is it um, really the former coach? Yes, it is. It is? It is? He's a fan. He's a, he, no, I know he's, he's a former coach, but that's really him? That's really Doug Moe, yeah. Get out of here. I, Can I, we I, get him? We got to get him on the pod. I'd love to talk basketball and main event. Yeah, yeah. We, I mean, I don't know how to reach him. I don't even know if he's on Twitter or anything like that. Um, but uh, maybe you could look it up and, and, and see. I didn't, you know, every time you, could you mention this last year? And I never really thought to ask you if it was really him. You thought, you thought I was just kidding. No, I think I asked uh, Greg Ambrosius once and he said that it was uh, the Doug Moe. So unless he was giving me bad info. Um, it's it's it, it's hysterical because I just searched Doug Mo on Twitter and something came up. Um, this fantasy baseball enthusiast uh, yeah. at High Hope Seventeen. Um, interesting. Yeah. He's on Twitter at High Hope Seventeen. He okay, said having a chat that. with former Sixers coach and UNC great Doug Mo after a draft earlier today, and it looks like it looks like the Bellagio. So that's. That's funny. Doug, look at Doug Moe. That's great. Oh, yeah, I got it. Yeah. This is great. I love this. I love yeah, this. Former, former former player and coach. I mean, he was a player before he got into coaching. So um, Yeah, absolutely. Who do you, oh man, who's uh he played with like Dan Issel? Remember yes. Dan? Yeah, Alex English too. Was that Alex so, English? Yeah, I think the old Denver Nuggets. Yeah. 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 I was uh, I always loved their jerseys too. That the the old retro jersey with the with the yeah. Rockies, you know the uh, the mountain in the back. Yeah. Oh sure, man, sure, sure. Doug Moore. Wow, that's really cool. All right, so maybe we're gonna have to work on that. I may have to. Uh, we have to try hey, to get him on the pod. Uh, this is fine. great. We, I would I would look forward to that. I'm gonna um, contact Greg and and Tom and see if we can get him yeah, somehow. I think uh, I think you could uh, you could get this confirmed. Then uh, in League Two, so you're learning something from this uh, work I'm doing. Um, Amazing. Mm -hmm. League, League Two, Anthony Bozzo, uh, the leader of the bots. He was he's in first. Scott Wagoner, who's I think he's in every league in the top three, but that's just my opinion. Um, Mark Srebro, uh, our favorite guy that watches the standings carefully, is third in this second league. Um, then uh, then Steve Weimer. He leads yep. the third league that I looked looked at. With the Eno methodical Jarrett. fantasy baseball player. Yes, he's just 
he's just always uh, grinding and he he's voluming his way to the top, as he said on your podcast. He's a stud. Um, He's a stud. He's he's yeah. seriously like he's so modest and he's so quiet and but he's yeah. seriously just one of the best players and one of the really? best minds out there. It's so fast. I'm so glad too that he's writing now for Baseball HQ and he's really getting yeah, his right. stuff out there because it's great. It's good. But Those yeah, you know, you know, Savis is right behind him too. So right? well, but not right behind. He's in second, but he's not right behind him. It's 14, 14 point lead. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, he's doing well in that league. Um and uh, people can look at this, uh, you know, in more detail at the free article. Uh, League Four is uh, John Posma, no shock there. Toby Guevin, uh, he's uh, in second. They're really neck and neck. This uh, is the this is the analyst slash podcast league. This is the analyst, right? Podcast. You got Toby, Maddie, Maddie Wood, Jeff Erickson, Brock Miller. Jeff Erickson, Jody Ryan is a great player. Brock yeah, Miller. And, yep, yep, yep. They're all they're all up there. Uh, but Posma and Gwevin are one, two. Uh, Maddie looks like the best shot to upset that, that apple cart, but that sh- this should be a fun one to watch this, this fourth league. Um, then uh, the four- fifth league was, is Scott Jenstad leading, uh, leading this one. Um, he's, he's ahead of Tanner Bell, smart fantasy baseball, Tanner Bell, who's in second. Um, and then Justin Salinger of, of uh, of, uh, sleeper in the bust fame is in third um then you have a little further down you have michael govier in seventh so this one another one with a lot of uh smart guys in there um yeah also um sixth place dustin mccomas i Thomas mccomas i'm sorry dustin if you're listening i mispronounced your name but he's also um a, an analyst in in the scouting game he, he's got a great podcast called the five tool podcast okay, um, okay. it's 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 totally like scout driven about you know they talk uh-huh. a lot about high school ball college ball it's, re- it's really it's really good it's smart really smart baseball mind uh so shout out to dustin you know i've, I've talked to him in the um ftn discord a lot he's a uh, real, real sharp baseball mind okay okay i didn't know that see I'll, i'm i'm teaching you you're teaching me yeah, i'm okay. teaching you I mean, this, this is a collaborative effort here rob um then you can see Wyatt Earp, or actually Russell Wyatt is, is leading um, the sixth league ahead of Ryan Atkins. They're very close, first and second. Jacob Halusker is in third. Those three are a little separated from the field. Uh, we have Anthony Gialdi uh, in fourth. He's always a threat. Um, and then uh, you can see the other, other three guys in filling out five, six, seven. But uh, I would say Wyatt and Atkins and Halusker have have the edge right now in that league. Mm-hmm. Um, then League Seven, uh, Rusty Clark and Mark Northen right next to each other in first and second. Scott Wagoner, what a surprise, he's in third. Um, and then we have the Slack Sackett team in sixth in this one. Um, so this one also is a highly competitive affair, nobody with more than 100 points. Um, and then the last one I looked at was uh, Rob Silver leading this league uh, with a 16-point margin over Zach Betancourt. Um, and Jenny Butler and Clark Olson are in this league as well. They're excellent players. Um, I, w- I would be surprised if he can run away from this group, but he's already built up a pretty strong lead. He's 19th overall with this uh, main event team, so he's doing really well. Um, 
we'll see. But uh, right now, he and Steve Weimer, out of the eight leagues I looked at, have the biggest margins. So we'll see if they can sort of extend them or whether they get drawn back to the pack a little. Nice. Good work, Todd. I like this. I like digging into this, seeing uh, seeing who's around, what, and um, yeah, saves saves me the hopping around from league to league. You know, yeah, going to yeah. it's nice. I mean, because look, the per the guys that are that are in fifth and sixth place are doing fairly well. It's not like it's not like they're out of it or in any stretch. So I think it's it's good to see who who the players are that are consistently getting top five, top six positions. Um, yep. Cool. And then uh, I won't go through them, Rob, but uh, I did, of course, this week again, I showed the uh, overall standings with Bob Katsurumpas leading, Robert Kramitola second, Scott Jensen is in third overall, um, Scott Wagoner fifth, then Tid fourth, um, the Mershak Khan opera duo in eighth. And there's some really great players. I don't need to read all their names. They're all there for people to look at. But um, a really strong top twenty, and then I also list the um, I also list the league top three as of Monday morning, which is a little more updated than what I did above. But um, they're all in, it's all in the article. It's a free article. Uh, you can just run through it and just see if there's any information you can pick up, and uh, hopefully it helps people become better fantasy baseball players. Yeah. Totally agree with that. Really, uh, again, it's really, uh, I just like to be involved in in this. It's just it's, it's cool. Yeah. Obviously, in every podcast, it's just great that we could see all this data, see who's doing well, yeah, look yeah. at their teams, great. look, you know, like yeah. look at their pickups. There's, there's, there's so much to learn. It's like, so um, it's so transparent. It's not like you have to like wonder how did this guy, who did he draft? I mean, you can just go mm -hmm. look. You know, it's fine. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I know um, our friend Zach Waxman on the draft on his podcast, the Draft Champagne podcast. He just had uh, Rob Cramitola and uh, Andrew Geller on, but um, it, it, it was pretty cool to hear um, Rob Cramitola and Zach talk about how many teams they have. It's pretty fascinating. You know, Rob has eight main event teams um, and 20, yeah. 26 fab leagues. Wow. Um, and, and and 90, you know, I think 102 teams. Um, oh. That's just insane. It is. That's insane. I'd like, yeah. yeah, it's really cool. I, it was the last pod they did. And um, <laughs> it's staggering to really hear, you know, the process of trying to go through those teams. And, you know, you, even Zach, too. And, you know, Zach, Zach's doing well, you know. Um, he's a good player. So, I can't even imagine how much energy and time he's got to spend on each team to really make each team kind of be effective. You know, I don't know if you punt some of the teams. Uh, it's really crazy. I don't know, but they they do a great job in staying current. I mean, I I feel like my plate is full. I have ten fab leagues, three of which are shared with James Anderson, and one of which is shared with Andy Saxton. So, and that's enough for me. I, I don't really wish I had thirty two teams or something. Yep. Very good. Good work, Todd. Tell everyone where to you, find Rob. your article. Yeah, so it's spstreamer.com. It's a free article. It comes out usually Mondays. And uh, my my Twitter handle is at Telestar7 if people are interested in reaching out. Fantastic. All right, my man. Good luck this week and uh, making you 
your uh, climb to the top. And I hope that uh, Matt Carpenter hits nine homers for you. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll root the same for you. I hope you do really well this week and I'm uh, happy in the top 20 next week. All right, pal. Talk to Thank you next you. week. All right. Take care now. Alrighty, folks, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Pullheader Podcast. Thanks my boy Todd for taking the time out to write an article and hit, you know, talk to me about it and um, bringing you some live scoops of what's going on in the fantasy baseball world and the NFBC. Um, hope everyone is doing well and enjoying their summer. Hope um, everyone's able to get out and enjoy life, you know, see family, friends, and um, do fun things that'll keep your life balanced and your head on straight. And um, yeah gonna need it you know too much craziness going on in this world you have to find the goodness in it you know find that good stuff keep your brain away from the toxicity it's everywhere bags of shit everywhere and scurvilitis a lot of scurvilitis i know someone told me it wasn't real i know it's not real it's my made-up word okay i took the word scurve scurvy like the old pirate word and i made the word scurvilitis so Guess a couple more texts and a couple more DMs. Like, what the hell are you talking about? You're making up shit now? Yeah, I'm making it up. But um, it's basically just, you know, a little more toxic than a bag of shit. You know, someone who's a scurve might be a little more, like, uncleanly. You know, do scurvy things. But, you know, a bag of shit might be eh, just someone who's just, like, a little more braggadocious about their ways. And, you know, just... Not necessary stuff. But anyway, those are the two determinations that I made. But um, don't be either one of them, please. All right? Love you guys too much. Thank you for all the support. Thank you for all the wonderful reviews and for all the contact on Twitter or email. Guys are great. Um, getting some really cool uh, stories uh, about, you know, how the podcast influenced their you know, getting into the NFBC, trying new leagues and trying new things. And, um, yeah, so appreciate all the support, guys, girls. Love you. Don't be a bag of shit.